for our Canadian lifters. Pure passion, real results, what you put in your body should matter. Pure Vita Labs PVL supplements are clean, tested, and approved. Powering athletes for over 25 years. They also power the KOTL podcast. You could trust PVL. Use code KOTL15 for partnership pricing at PVL.com. Pack Lapidat. We got Chance Mitchell, 93 kilo world champion, reigning, prepping his way for Sheffield and Arian. Messi Kamesi, fellas. This podcast, we're recapping the women's division at Powerlifting America Nationals. We'll start it off from the bottom in the 47s. We had ourselves a battle where the strength guys, Jessica Espinal, goes three for three in the squats, hits a 143 monster squat, an American record, misses her opening bench, and had a little bit of tension here. And for a second there, Heather Connor, who went two for three in the squats, but hit her first two benches, it looked like, oh my God. What's going to happen with Jessica? Did the bench rule come back together? And it looked, appeared like for a second, it might have even been a strength issue. I remember calling this. Who was with me on this call? I think it was Bill McCarthy. And we were worried and we were wondering what was going on. Then she comes back, hits 87.5 on her second attempt, jumps up all as well that ends well, hits 90.5 for another American record going back to back does a complete reversal in the bench press. And Jessica's now um, back into the driver's seat. And Heather missed 72.5. Heather now missed her third squat and third bench and uh, was dealing with an injury going into deadlifts. It was going to take a titanic effort for Heather to catch up. But she, in the 47s, it's a bit of a unique situation. So despite the fact Heather wasn't having a great day and was definitely injured going into deadlifts, she also had, because the, the uh, talent pool in the 47s Ameri- Powerlifting American Nationals is so high, both individuals have an opportunity to make the American team. And Heather and her team did the appropriate adjustment. And we kind of talked about this in the men's issue. If you think winning is out, get the highest possible total to get the highest possible Carpino so that when you go into the alternate, you're going to be the first one they take. And that's the game plan they chose. Um, Heather missing 193.5 for an American record, finishing the day with 395 kilo total. But that's a pretty big total when she enters into the um, alternate pool. But then Jessica Espinal, that one deadlift that gave us, or sorry, that one bench press that gave us all that, oh my God, what's about to happen, ended up being the only hiccup in her day. Jessica going three for three in the deadlifts, hitting a 175 for a third and final pull, finishing the day 408.5 and did it under the new bench rules and also did it with a minor injury to the quad that set her back a little bit, set back the progress a little bit. It makes you wonder what might be if she can get to Malta at 100%. Now we're at a 408.5. Correct me if I'm wrong, Aaron, What? and this is pre-bench rules, so maybe, maybe it's misleading to bring up previous totals, but... She's done more than that previously. And can she close the gap further if she's 100% and close ground on Turbo Tiff? We'll get an indication where Turbo Tiff is come Sheffield. Turbo Tiff getting more and more, more and more jacked the more she lifts weights and now has to start cutting to 47. So it'll be interesting. We'll have some storylines. We don't want to get into a, a major preview show for Worlds 2 ahead of ourselves. 
But um, fellas, any notes you want to give to the 47s? It was literally a two-woman show. There's only two women there. And uh, yeah. Um, from what I saw uh, in training, um, I knew uh, that Jess was hiding some stuff. Um, like not posting like the, the heaviest like deadlifts that she did. And so she's definitely capable of, of much more than 175. Um, and then Heather in her, her prep, um, before she got injured, I guess, uh, uh she was looking really good. She didn't get injured in prep. She got injured on the platform day. I got in trouble right. saying she was injured in prep. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Well, I just remember that like her deadlifts were really good. I mean, looking like she could do closer to like 200 something. Um, and so, you know, both have a really high potential in the next, you know, X months to, you know, make these totals look like, uh, like second attempts almost. Right. Um, we, we could see huge shift on the deadlift squad, especially, I think, I think both of them had some like either hip issues or something going on. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of room to play with and kind of going back to what you were saying about, um, you know, having two really, really strong 47s here, uh, just getting, you know, as high of a total as you can and then just letting it play out. Um, I think there is only how many women? Three? Was there three women that automatically qualified with the, the Carpino one? It was like um, three or four, maybe? Yeah, it was uh, It was 47. Jess, Natalie Richards, and Meg Scanlon. Yes. Yeah, spoiler, so only three. Yeah. And that, and so the other, the 84 and the 84 plus are two Sheffield lifters. And those are the only two Sheffield lifters, which means there is automatically going to be the other three uh, alternate spots. Um, so just her getting second and having that high of a total guarantees uh, her world team spot. Um, I, I, I think it's not even just, it's safe to say that that is the case. Like there is yeah. three, three spots. And it would go to to her um, as the first one. Um, so yeah, I think you know it is what it is. Uh, the world is where you crown a world champion, and you know until then, it's just athletes getting sent from their countries to the worlds, and that's all you got to do. Yeah, I'll resist the temptation of going into a world's preview, but those three in the forty sevens will be an absolutely stacked. It'd be the most stacked worlds we've ever seen for the forty seven kilo class to have like they- a podium four hundred kilos and up would be yeah crazy. vicky from australia as well 47s oh yeah what is she totaling right now i think she's right around that as well holy <laughs> smokes she's, num- she's number one in australia yeah yeah i think she posted up like a 390 or 395 oh my god the, so we're talking the, <laughs> we could have 447s 400 oh, kilos and up and tiffany yeah obviously <laughs> there yes. was a um there was a, a canadian that did well nationals too they haven't put up the results yet uh, aureli win who won the yeah. juniors she did 3D 5.5 at Junior Worlds. I forget what exactly she did at um, Canadian Nats. Wow. She, she's phenomenal, too. She She's a, she's young, obviously, a junior, and her deadlift's phenomenal. I don't know. Yeah, Ben, if we have – we could have – if we have four women in the 47s at Worlds doing 400 kilos and up, my God, what if we had five? Let's not get ahead of ourselves. But <laughs> this is this class is starting to actually start to fill up, which previous years is kind of a one woman show with Heather previously. Mm-hmm. Now, like Turbo Tiff's got a lead on everybody else. And and I'm I'm gonna respect that. Look at numbers, don't lie. Her she did 424. That's insane for a 47. All respect to, to the queen right now, Turbo Tiff. But these other ladies are, are coming on. Um Heather's returning and new faces emerging. 
and they're all, some of these ladies are super young and their rate of adaptation is super high. But anyways, I'll pull back because we're going to start turning into a world's preview show. The, la- the last thing is, is Jess weighed a full kilo less than Heather as well. Yeah, she that's was crazy. 40, 45.7, right? So, yeah. Like, imagine she fills out 40. That's so funny to say. Right. Fills Fill, out 47. <laughs> filling out 47. <laughs> imagine if she'll be a monster. Um <laughs> But uh, I took pictures with with her flexing and then like looking like trying to be tough. And I'm like, my God, Jess, this is adorable. You can't take pictures like this. Like sure, her mean mugging face. It's so hilarious. Uh, but anyways, mm-hmm. um, what do you think, Arian? Is pretty. What do you, did we hit up on all your points essentially? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys pretty much covered it. Um, yeah, Jess did have some kind of a uh, quad strain, but despite that, she hit a PR on the squat and deadlift. It's just the bench rule that affected her bench, which brought her total down. But even that total, I was looking, is um, one kilo more than uh, Chen Wei Ling's world record that was there for like you know six or seven years until Tiff t- took it. So like Tiff is the standard now, but if you just go back a little bit, four eight point five is like an all time best total. Um, yeah, and then we'll just see, you know, what kind of progress both lifters, Tiff and uh, Jess, make going into Worlds because Tiff has to do Sheffield and then do Worlds. So, we'll, yeah, like you said, we won't make it a preview show, but it'll be interesting <laughs> if we have three, four, five um, lifters that can total somewhere around there. I thought Heather took it, then Tiff took it from Heather. No? The world record total? I can't remember. I, no, I it, it was standing there from like 2015, uh, and then finally Tiff broke it this uh, last year. Oh really? I thought Heather broke it then Tiff to then then Tiff. Frick, maybe I got it wrong. But it was there forever. Uh that to your point, that record stood forever in the 47s. And it just shows you how we have multiple people now crossing that line and, and crossing that record line all in the same year, and they're all gonna clash at worlds. Um, but moving into the 52s, um, chance, what happened, Playboy? I'll let you go first. Uh, Jamie Fisher is the oh, that's not what I'm looking for. National champ. What happened, <laughs> <laughs> my man? You're you're good. You're good on. You're, you should be a politician. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was a close battle from three ninety eight to three ninety two and a half. Um, Jamie got the win, and uh, yeah, Nothing they more. they both they both weighed in pretty light as well, both fifty point seven to fifty nine. So um, cool. whereas 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 the athlete that I coached, uh, she did not weigh in a kilo light. She weighed in uh, kilo kilo heavy. Um, so yeah, a uh, few weeks out, I think is when we did the preview show, and um, you know things were great. Like she was telling me her her weight, and, and she was only like two and a half kilos, two kilos over. And then like I guess like a week or so, week or two later, uh, she was like one. So in kilos, I think it's like fifty five or something. I was like okay. It's a little much. Um, she did everything correctly at the end to try to make weight. And yeah, it's just a little, little too much um, from that point. And, um, you know, it's interesting because, you know, we talked about like the different cuts and people missing weight or making weight and then having either bad performance or good performance. I mean, she did fantastic. Uh, if yeah. you look at what her total was compared Megan uh, Herbert, uh, what her total was only a month ago, uh, it was a month or two months ago. I mean, she added 10 kilos to her total when uh, essentially nine for nine, missing a, a second attempt, but going up anyways, um, adding 10 kilos and dropping like two and a half kilos of body weight as a 52 or a 53. Um, so total wise, she did fantastic, huge me PR, 
445 total, which would have been at 52 kilos, is seven kilos over the world record. Um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, she had a 110, 109-point-something uh, IPF points, uh, which is the third highest of all the women from nationals. Um, so, yeah, um, from what I understand, she is still uh, able to be selected as an alternate. So um, that's what we will hope for. She's a monster talent. I mean, uh, a 445, 445 dude. 445. Yeah, 445. It, it, it's good. I mean, it, it's it's unfortunate. It's kind of like the Bryce Lewis situation where the strength is there. The talent's there. Um, like you said, the, you, if you want to judge by good lift points uh, to try to judge like that, or if you just look at the actual total itself, I know she was in the 57 kilo class, but she was a, she wasn't really a 57. She wasn't a 52 either, but she is, if she can get down, she weighed into your point at 53.42. She's got a kilo, a little under a kilo and a half to take off. If she can do that and she doesn't have to even retain all of those kilos, to be meddling at worlds. Like she could do that, lose conceivably 20 kilos off her total and possibly still podium at worlds. It's there. She's just got to figure out that, that water cut. So she was like 50, I think 53 or 52.8 or something the morning of. And then she like gave up and drank water early. Um, so that's why it was like 53.4 and not mm. 52 four or something. Gotcha, um, so gotcha. yeah, but you know, not to take away from the 52s that, you know, did well and actually did make weight. Um, uh, Jamie, you know, obviously winning uh, USAPL nationals and then coming over here and winning uh, the 52s for Pocket America. That's obviously a big deal. Um, and I want to make sure to emphasize that uh, because yeah, it's not about the athlete that miss weight. <clears throat> no, let's talk about Jamie because Jamie's a gamer. Um, I know she didn't have the data she wanted. I was talking to her afterwards, but she ended up being in a, in a bit of a scrap. Aggie wasn't there. Um, Agatha had pulled out, but Kate Cohen was. And I had picked Kate Cohen to, to bronze because Kate Cohen was having, if you were following her training, was having hitting PRs left, right, and center. Um, walks around under 52 automatically. So whatever she's hitting in training should carry over. And did carry over. Kate Cohen ended up finishing off with a 392.5, um, edging ever so close to that 400 kilo range. And Jamie missed her third squat, missed her, her third bench, and ended up missing her last two deadlifts. And for a second there, it looked like things might get dicey. Jamie ended up finishing with a 398, Kate with a 392.5. And I was wondering if they're going to pull for the win. And Kate's last deadlift, just kind of like a YOLO. Um, they opted not to, to get the biggest possible total. Again, with how the how the team might go, the, and, and crunching numbers a day of, they might have possibly said, get the biggest possible total because and enter the alternate pool, and let's just see what happens. People get injured, whatever the heck. It's very unlikely. But looking how Kate's final deadlift moved, I think the YOLO pull probably wasn't going to be there. And so they got the most out of the lifter on the day and it ended up being 2020 hindsight. I think they made the right call anyways. Um, but Jamie netting a national title, even on a bad day when things were going her way shows guts. And to your point, she's won national. This is her second national title. She's won in the USAPL. She's also won in the PA. 
Um, so kind of an undisputed champ at this point, right? She's got she's gaining titles all over the place. And yeah. she is still in the alternate pool. What hurts her, she's done 415. And that's what upsets her. Not just that she couldn't put her best foot forward, but had she hit 415 or more, what are we talking here? A more and more solidified chance of going to the world championships. Now that she did 398. It's gonna the Carpino score is gonna drop quite a bit, and it's gonna be a lot tougher. It's gonna so be a that's lot that's the weird thing, right? Is it, whereas the men's side there is a ton of Sheffield lifters, where the women's there's only two, and the two were weight classes that you know they didn't hit the Carpinos in, so they're gonna automatically take those spots, right? For you know the 84, 84 plus, you know the the team selection is gonna be a little weird, um, but yeah. Uh, I don't think I have anything else to add on the 52s. Aaron, you want to add something? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this definitely could have gone differently. Like you were saying, like um, Jamie missing that third bench and missing her second and third delve kind of left it open. The American record was 187.5 kilos. So Kate could have chipped whatever she needed, which would have been 191. So they could have tried yeah, a Hail Mary 191. But yeah, it's probably a little bit too much. But if Kate had made, you know, she missed five kilos on her third squat and then missed her second and third bench. That was another five kilos. If she had made one of those, now it's a different story. Maybe you do go 187.5 and go for the uh, the pull for the win. So yeah, there were some opportunities there. Um, and interesting enough for Jamie, the her bench only dropped 2.5 kilos from the bench roll. So yeah. she hit 103, she almost got 105 with the bench roll, so it barely didn't affect her at all. It was really the the Delif, whatever's up with the Delif, because she posted, I think, Today or yesterday, she pulled like 170 or 172 in the gym, and they were trying to project for more. And then she missed 167 twice in, in the meet. So not sure what happened there, and that kind of left the door open. That's what brought her total down. I know she's going through some stuff, and she moved recently from Florida back to Nevada, everything like that. Um, so there could be some things there. Um, but yeah, definitely turned out to be a, a very interesting battle, close between the two lifters at the end. All I know is I picked Jamie to win again, and Jamie won again. So. Maybe Ryan, you gotta start picking her. Yeah. Did, did you pick you pick? Oh yeah, you did pick Jamie and not Megan. Yeah, good for you. Um. All right, fellas, <laughs> re ready for the fifty sevens? Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. This this turned out to be the Natalie Richards show. Holy smokes! Natalie becoming the first woman in the fifty seven kilo class to officially cross that five hundred kilo line. It was going to happen soon. Sheffield's a few weeks away. Uh conceivably both joy and jad can do this they've hit 495 but when the history books open it'll be natalie who did it first now it's not a world record it's at the national level but still she was the first 57 ever and it's a bit of a preview we are going to have a mega clash at worlds just like we're talking about the 47 same thing's going to happen with the 57s joy jad and natalie richards holy Freaking smokes. Is that going to be fireworks at Worlds? That is going to be can't miss a whole podium of 57s, possibly 500 kilos and up, um, unless they push each other and start missing. She obviously hit the Carpino that she needed um, and has solidified herself onto the U.S. national record. And, and Natalie actually, so she went three for three in the squats, finishing off with 175, missed her third bench. So she had a 105 second attempt that went towards her total and who knows maybe she could have had a couple more kilos there and then um opening up with 198 
and settling leveling off with a 221.5 American record final pull to cap off that 501.5. A freaking phenomenal showing by Natalie Richards. And um, you can't help. Everyone's going to watch Sheffield comparing what they do at Sheffield with what Natalie does. Talking to Natalie, she's a huge fan of Joy and Jad and thinks mm-hmm. these ladies are going to kill it. Um, like she, she looks up to these girls, but is in an excited way also wants to do battle with them. And, uh, so it'll be really interesting to see what they do at Sheffield. It'll be almost a preview of the, of a mega meet down the road at IPF worlds. And then of course, Chrissy Paraki. Yes. Missing her third bench, but ending off with a 440 and Chrissy, the comeback kid just keeps coming back. She had, I mean, to pull off an upset with Natalie Richards, she would need Natalie to come in and really drop the ball. But nonetheless, Chrissy going eight for nine with a 440 with everything she's been through um, multiple times at the national level, a two-time national champion, and now comes over to the IPF. And there's other, obviously, international competitions that she could sign up for uh, on Team USA. So let's hope she might make it on one of those. And uh, so, fellas, what was, uh, Arian, do you want to talk about the 57, sir? Sure. Just looking at um, Chrissy's um, meet history, it looks like her best squat was in 2018, 155, and she came back and hit 152.5. So right there, um, the 102.5 kilo bench was a PR. And then the Delif is the one that's a little bit down right now. She hit her best back in 2019, 192.5. So that's a little bit down. And then her two and a half kilos off her PR total. So yeah, with all the stuff she's gone through all these years, all the injuries and everything like that, she's able to kind of get the squat and the total near her best and bench is still improving. Just have to get that delve back up. Um, but yeah, great performance by Natalie. Basically a perfect day. Just missed that third bench. Um, number eight on people care about geo points, number eight, all time men and women, number five, all time, um, just for women. So she just catapulted herself up there into some of the, the best performances ever. And her Delph really shot up too, which is going to be interesting. Now her Delph is very close there with what Jad Jack up and Joy Nemani can do. So it's not like they're going to all be able to pull right after her and gain a bunch of ground. She's going to be right up there in the mix on the Delph as well, battling it out for the, the overall total. So really great performance by her. Um, and then I was just also going to mention real quick is the third place lifter, Kay Johnson. Um, she's coached by someone I know, but I was handling her on the day. It was interesting. Um, with the video she sent and the things I was looking at, hey, you need to work on depth here, you need to work on this. The one thing I didn't look at and that she called got called for was the the new butt rule on bench. So on her second attempt, they weren't the sides weren't putting the hands down and she racked the bar and she brought it out again. I thought it was the heels. So I told her, hey, wiggle those heels a little bit forward and stuff, and they weren't giving the start command. So she timed out. So I go to the jury and ask, hey, what was the issue? And the jury goes and asks the referees and they say, oh, the, the butt wasn't enough in contact. So on the third attempt, she again wasn't getting the start command and she had to like relax her hips a little bit to get more of her butt down and get the start command, but that threw her off. So she missed her second and third, but it's interesting because I don't know if I've seen anyone call for the butt rule. I've seen no. it for, you know, the elbow depth, um, but they were saying, I guess maybe the center of the butt needs to be touching and hers was just like the bottom quarter or third or whatever like that. So it was an interesting call. Hmm. It <laughs> is interesting. Chance, what are your thoughts on the 57, sir? Yeah. Um, just, for those listening, just to highlight uh, Chrissy a little bit, um, like multiple knee surgeries, like for years, 
like this is not like just some knee tendonitis type shit. This is major surgery, not being able to walk off crutches for months and then still competing again within X amount of time. Um, Chrissy's crazy. She's been crazy strong forever. I've seen her work really hard. Um, very impressive for me to see her do this over years. Um, very, very motivated. Obviously she's more jacked than I am. So, um, that's another thing too. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, with Natalie, uh, seeing, you know, her deadlift, like, you know, kind of pop off, especially more this prep, uh, I think, I don't know when she started working with Steve Denovi. Um, do you know, Arian? I I don't know if it was more recently or. It's it's recent, but I don't know how, how many months it's been. And, it, and it's been going really well. So seeing the deadlift and everything kind of come together and then uh, just having a really good day. Um, it's what I wanted to see. And she, you know, delivered. Um, yeah, not, not too much for me to add. I, I will say, though, um, for Megan, the 52 that I coach, she actually did uh, to- essentially hit the second place total, which was 445. Um, so as long as she's eligible, I think she should be able to get an alternate spot as a 57. Um, so who knows how that's going to work out, but yeah, just something else to, to point out. Oh, something else I also told was telling Chrissy, um, because she's got a monster bench press and I'm like, Chrissy, you're on the IPF. Now they got bench worlds. They got bench North Americans. I'm like, you realize you could be a bench world champion or something like you, you should look, or at least podium or look into it. Look into this. Like you've got options now for several national teams. She's like, oh yeah, I never thought about that. I'm like, we'll, we'll think about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because you've got a monster bench press for a 57. That is the good thing about, you know, these lifters coming over from the USAPL. You know, you think, oh, okay, I don't go to Worlds. But, you know, there is NEPF. There is Bench Worlds. There is um, like the Arnold stuff, right? Like the Arnold Brazil or something now or wherever it is. <laughs> You could There's go. The, these, you can go to yeah. Arnold Europe as well, UK or whatever. Like all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there definitely is options for people thinking like, "Oh, I won't be number one." Well, maybe you won't be number one right now, but maybe you'll be able to number two or three, and you'll be able to do another national team spot and represent USA. So, and I think for, from what I saw um, with NAPF, Powerlifting America did a good job of like highlighting them, um, all the NAPF lifters competing and doing all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Well, well, they had like last year, it's every two years, was the Pan Am Championships, which is the whole side of this world. Yeah. Like Canada, US, as well as Brazil and all of South, South America, like all of them, Mexico, all of this side of the world. Um, so, yeah, you can make a national team and 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 have USA across the chest and, and do it as well. And obviously, if you can hit a, nat- a world record, it's available. So um, you can do records as well. Okay, and fellas, you get the, and you get the vacation because the uh, NAPF this year is in Cayman Islands. Who wouldn't want to go there? Oh, yeah. It'd be a hell, yeah, it's a hell of a time. Yeah. Um, so the 63 kilo class, and gentlemen, this one got a little bit exciting, huh? <laughs> Megan Scanlon returned, um, going two for three in the squats. Now, the third squat she missed was an American national record of 191.5. Nothing crazy. She left a kilo and a half off the ta- on the table because of that. But going into the bench press, hit, excuse me, hit 120, hit 125, moved up to 127.5. Mr. Third bench press. Now she's gone two for six 
in the squat and the bench press and the carpino she needs if uh if i'm not mistaken was uh 218.5 and without chips and they wanted to collect chips now she needs 520 so going into the deadlifts and who would have thought for megan scanlon the big subtotaler previously deadlifts would be old reliable for her it came through in the in the world championships when she became a world champion and came through for her here where she ends up pulling 205 hitting exactly what she needs for the carpino now coming into this before the bench press rule and everything she had hit 537.5 now 520 right down to the very last deadlift and Megan Scanlon talk about you know, everyone will look at this and be like, well, I mean, look, if you look at your total, you won so comfortably, they won't know the background story of how close the world champion came to not solidifying herself at the very least on Team USA. But does it in the last deadlift, never a dull moment with Megan Scanlon and Megan punching her ticket to the IPF World Championships to defend her world title. Thank God. I mean, can you imagine the world champions got to wait, wait back and like, I don't know if I'm going or not. Um, Chance, you want to talk on the 63, sir? Yeah, I mean, I saw Megan's uh, deadlifts going really well in training um, and is kind of matching what she did at the local in uh, uh, Powerlifting America. So kind of, I mean, in the uh, Powerlifting America local meet in December, she knew she, you know, could rely on that, um, you know, knowing that she did it at the previous meet and kind of just matching what the, the squat was and then the deadlift, um, just the bench being off. Um, but yeah, I'm, I am happy to see how she did and that she locked that spot in. Um, but yeah, I know she knows she has more and prep would indicate that as well. So Worlds is going to be a good meet for her. How about you, Erin? Yeah, similar thoughts. I mean, she came in, she tied her squat PR and tied her Delov PR that she hit previously in the last meet where she was 63.1, so basically at weight. It's just the bench took a hit from 142.5 down to 125, so that's what made it real close. So she just has to go back in the train now, see if she can continue to build up the strength with this new bench rule to get that bench back up. Again, there's not a preview show, but depending on who shows up the Worlds, she's going to need something in that range and who knows how fast these younger uh, lifters are going to progress. And so kind of honing in the bench press with a new rule can maybe get her total back up to that 537.5. She had in the local meet. Um, because she was totaling 190 in the gym for a double, not totaling squatting 190 in the gym for a yep. double. Uh, so she, the strength is there. I was a little surprised she didn't do a little more on squat, but um I mean, it is what it is. Who knows what the background story is, but she'll need to up that because Chiara Bernardi, the former junior world champ from Italy, even under the new bench rule, had a phenomenal total. I forget what it is right now off the top of my head, but the uh, national championship for Italy went down and Gara obviously is a monster in 63s and her injury starting to, to relent and she's got a monster total coming. So yeah, Meg needs to get that bench back up and adjust. Chiara Bernardi had a massive arch and um, really optimized the bench press and seems to have adjusted and made it work. So I think Meg can as well. Maybe just a little more time. Looks like she did 525.5. Well, there you go. Chiara Bernardi did 525.5 and she had a huge arch and adjusted to hit that with the new bench rule. 
And, and Bernardi's a monster, man. Junior yeah. world champ now in the open. It's going to – It's sorry, go ahead, Eric. I was going to say, and then Corolla Guard at 542, so it looks like she's pretty healthy. And again, with the new bench rule, 542.5. Thank you for pulling those up, dude. You're old Mr. Reliable yourself at the fact-checking, aren't you, sir? Um, but uh, yeah, Team Italy is just monsters when it comes to 63-kilo class. But Megan's got time. I mean, if anything, her hearing this gives her – some encouragement. They sorted it. There's no reason why she can't as well. Moving into the 69 kilo class, gentlemen. And we had a bit of a battle here. Claire's a Claire's eye, sorry, coming into this competition was definitely the favorite. Um, I mean, she's hit, I think she had hit just within. Is it five twenty-five point five? That was the Carpino area. And I know you have those pulled up. Five twenty-two point five. Five twenty-two point five. Thank you. And Claire has hit that previously as a 69. Her, her, the prep for this was going well, but missed her third squat. And it, I wasn't sure when it happened, if it was a strength issue or if she could rebound from this. But when she missed her third squat, she left five kilos on the table. Nothing crazy. You could catch them up later, but a, that's five kilos back. And she was one of the people that'd be probably somewhere on the line. Going into the bench press, Mr. Third Bench Press. Now things are starting to get a little bit dicey. Now she's really starting to fall back a little bit. If she was on the line before, she's behind the line and really needs something big to come on the deadlift. A bit of a storyline here. Don't want to beat it to death, though. But she actually, the the national record was 185. Um, Chelsea Savitt ended up taking that in her third attempt with 185.5. Claire, Claire's handling anyways. I don't know if Claire was even involved on the discussion, but the team anyways opted not for taking the chip for a possible record in the squat for the 185 second attempt. Okay. But the third attempt also 190, like, cause maybe, maybe they didn't see the 185, but after Chelsea took 185.5, that was a major signal that there's a chip in play if you hadn't known that previously um, and you got to think if you're the, the lifter in the camp, you probably do go in there. No, because if you're that close to a national record, you probably know, but anyways, and they still didn't go for a chip at 190. a little surprising. She ended up missing 190 anyways, but she didn't need to take 190 is also my point though. She could have did 188, 188.5. You can really be picky choosy. When it becomes national record territory is more my point. So you don't have to go up by two and a half kilo increments. So this is something they're going to think about. <laughs> you know, they're thinking about it. And if they're list, that team is listening to the podcast. You really got to take chips very, very seriously. You, once you get in record territory, you no longer have to go up two and a half kilos and you're, and that doesn't fit you in on must take increments and if it's on the line, like obviously this was, that was a must take you didn't need to take. So anyways, not to beat a dead horse here. That's fine. Going into, so Chelsea Savitt, who, by the way, had a fucking phenomenal day. And Kristen Dunsmore, who heard the podcast, slid in my DMs a little late, love, but slid in my DMs is like, because she, she coaches Chelsea, by the way, everyone listening, mm -hmm. and said, some of the numbers that Chelsea was hitting in prep. And I was like, holy moly, this is going to be a lot tighter than people think. And then Chelsea found out that Christy, Kristen told me, 
And Chelsea slid in my DMs like, don't tell anybody. And I'm like, I, pr- I promise I'm not going to tell nobody. But holy shit, Chelsea. And she's like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm bringing. So Chelsea taking the Amer- American record squat. And then on the bench press, we all knew Chelsea can bench, uh, took the gold medal, the IPF Worlds in the bench press event. Ends up benching 125 under the new bench rules, though, this time, where Claire Zai missed 122 and a half. Um, so going into the deadlifts, Claire really needs to cover some ground here. And Chelsea's looking better and better on this. Chelsea doesn't have as big a deadlift, historically speaking, as Claire. So it looked like if Claire can, at the very least, if not hit Carpino, pull herself ahead and take the national title, even if she doesn't hit the Carpino one that she wanted, and then go into the alternate pool. And like we already said, the alternate pool is a much higher ability to get on team USA because there's only two people at Sheffield that are going to take that Carpino. And then in, in the actual championship, not as many as ladies are going to hit the Carpino. So anyways, um, Claire hits 202.5 Chelsea hits 195 for her opening pull hits 205 for her second attempt in a bit eye opening. Claire missed 212 and a half twice in a row. And Chelsea actually ended up, pulling uh, Claire, which none of us would have suspected going this. Chelsea ends up getting a 515.5 kilo total. The national record loads up for the Carpino. Did she load up for the Carpino there? Hang on, I'm doing my math. I, th- I think she would have, right? Yes, she loads up for the Carpino to solidify it. Uh, misses that, but they did really good attempt selection, Team Chelsea. Who was handling them? Is her, her- husband... Andre and and Bill. Her husband and Wild Bill. I thought I saw Wild Bill involved. I know they're real close as well. And um, so they did amazing to clinch that title for Chelsea, as well as at the same time, having enough in the tank to actually go for that Carpino. I'm not going to lie. Watching Claire load up for that last pull, missing, and then dropping to a knee and crying on that platform was very difficult. Uh. I, that was tough because Claire, we had her on the podcast. I fucking love watching Claire compete and lift. Like she comes with such intensity. It is, it is literally gives you chills with how badly she wants it. She's like that in training. And when you see it live on the platform, like you can't help but root for her having hit this Carpino previously it, and I, every, all the hopes in terms of the, the world championship she must have had coming into this, it's got to be tough. And seeing that was very difficult for me. And, um, you know, I told us, I shot her uh, a message and I told her, like, this isn't where the story ends anyways. I mean, she is full well capable, capable of making it to worlds. And if she gets the worlds and the Carpinos are super high for these Americans, um, she gets the world's, she's definitely a podium favorite in the 69 kilo class far from over for, for Claire's eye. But how about Chelsea Savage? Yeah. How about Chelsea Savage? Talk about a freaking comeback coming in from coming in second to last year's nationals to winning a gold medal in the bench at worlds to coming back and winning nationals this time. And she might be on the podium at worlds. I don't even know what to tell you. She's really come into her own, hasn't she? Holy freaking smokes. What, what, what do you think of Chance? Yeah, I mean, it, she added almost, I think it was like 20 kilos to her total since last year's Worlds. Almost Crazy. 20. Um, 
So she she's had uh, like injuries and came back and re you know started powerlifting here re- more recently last like couple of years um, from going to worlds previously from you know USAPL side. Um, so to see her like get all the way back, you know, go to worlds again, show up now, beat that you know version of herself is is really good to see, and then obviously beat our expectations you know from from the podcast. So um, that was good to see as well. So yeah. Nothing, nothing but uh, the best for her. It's um, yeah. I mean, I mean, Kristen said, "Look, she heard the podcast. Nobody's <laughs> picking her." And, and I was like, "Well, well, with the information, right? You know, with the information. That's it. See, you sound like me now, Chance. Now you know what it's <laughs> like to do these things, right? Yeah. Ariad, uh, what do you think, buddy? Yeah, similar thing. Um, it was 2017. Chelsea had her PR total 502.5, and then took five years off because of uh, surgery on her back and everything. So. Just the fact that she was able to come back now and hit a PR total after all that is crazy. And then, yeah, just the the way it unfolded, you just saw like Claire was a favorite going in, but just miss after miss, she was losing momentum and Chelsea was just building that momentum. And um, good on Andre and Bill that Chelsea was the heavier lifter. So Claire had the advantage on body weight and they went ahead and chipped the squat to basically take that advantage away. So yeah, again, we are not sure what they were planning on Claire's side as far as the numbers um, and why they didn't, why they didn't chip. But yeah, then basically Chelsea had the, uh, took away the advantage. And then from there, you know, Claire missed the two Dallas would basically really put her out. Like if she had come back and gotten that third Della, if she could have still won, um, because she would have gotten five seventeen point five, but yeah, usually when you, as Matt says, when you miss that third squat, it's gonna hurt you on deadlift. And then for whatever reason, whatever was going on, where she's just having a bad day, misses the third squat, misses the third bench, and then it just you know ends on you missing the second deadlift, and that, that was pretty much it. Um, I guess they were trying to pace off of the last meet because last meet she hit five twenty two point five, which was the Carpino that she needed. So they tried to match the squat, they tried to match the bench, and when they missed both of those, um, it was kind of a battle for the the national title at that point. So, yeah, I'm not sure what she said in the press conference or what she's going to say afterwards or whatever like that. But yeah, you never know. Could could make the team. Could go to some other national event. Could come back next year um, and and uh, win it. But yeah, great on Chelsea. None of us picked her. She came and put you know 20, 20 kilos from uh, last uh, Worlds and got the American record on the squat. And she's going to Worlds, I think. We'll go over the alternates in a second, but I um, I think you're going to see her there. Dude, uh, first off, like Claire, come back, for God's sake. We got unfinished business here, huh? That's You don't leave on that. Your potential... You got to come back 100%. And we could, this could be a beginning of a beautiful rivalry as well. Let's have, let's run it back. Just like Tristan, Nasal Rod and Lugo did. Let's keep going. This, this, this was sensational back and forth. And let me also say Chelsea, I think she did her previous personal best. You quoted the 502, a weight class up when it was 72 kilos as well. She dropped body weight and, and, and got stronger. And fuck, am I glad Chelsea came back to powerlifting. Like, if she was ever like, I don't know, uh, do I come back? I don't know. It's kind of fun for her to come back and be like taking national titles, taking medals, like gold medals at the world championships, making world teams in these sensational battles in the mix of it. And she's like, holy fuck. Thank God she came back. You know, this has been a blast, man. Cause she had a battle with, with Kristen Dunsmore, her coach last time. Like she's always in a battle at these PA Nats uh, and hopefully she's got more to come. And it's- I told, um, 
I told Wild Bill he was the MVP this year because he wasn't there last year. And Tristan got second and Chelsea got second. He shows up this year. Tristan gets first. Chelsea gets first. <laughs> That's probably Chelsea's husband. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but um, all right. Moving to the 76s, gentlemen. And or actually, sorry, let's let's say Carolyn Connor, actually, who um, I do want to give a shout out here. That's Ali, actually Alex's girlfriend, Alex Sider's girlfriend. And uh, Alex actually didn't have the greatest day, but he was ill just a couple days earlier and didn't pull out, lifted anyways and handled himself. And then Carolyn Connor, um, that 177.5 grinder she had. Holy. So actually, wait. Or am I thinking of someone else? Or is it Megan that is actually... No, no. It's Carolyn Connor, right? Yes. She came in fourth place. It is because she pressed uh, Kelsey McCarthy, who's a reigning world champion in equipment. And Carolyn Connor gave a great account of herself. And we thought she was going to press. So anyways, Mm -hmm. um, shout out to Kelsey McCarthy coming in third, the reigning world champion in 69 kilo class. And then Carolyn Connor came in fourth. And her 177.5 kilo squat might have been the grinder of the session. I couldn't freaking believe she she completed that. And when I went in the warm-up room, I was like, oh, my God, can you scrap? And she's like, yeah, I, I had no idea I was going to scrap like that. I, I thought like halfway through, thought to herself, I'm going to die before I let go of this. We're going to scrap this all the way out. Okay, going to the 76s, gentlemen, is return of the 76 kilo national champion, Dana McNeil in Dana. Um, coached by, I believe she's coached by Mike T. At least she was. Do you guys know if she still is? I'm not sure. I know she used to be anyways, but weighing in at 74.75. So a stitch light goes three for three in the squat. Got a pretty big squat, 202.5. Ended up having a hundred kilo bench, missing 102.5. Hitting 232.5 on her uh, second attempt deadlift. And went for 245.5, an American record. So she ended up with a 535 um, total. And at this point, by the time her third deadlift rolled around, I think they made the proper call. Look, there's an American record. You want to go for a record, go for a record. But even more than that, getting in the alternate pool and not doing a too crazy of a Carpino pool, it was just out of reach. It was 561. She was well below that. And you'd literally just be kissing away possible kilos. The five two forty five point five was actually within reach that it, looking at her, her, her training lifts. That's actually a deadlift that she can hit on a good day. They load it up. It would have upped her total when she goes into the alternate pool, increasing her chances to possibly make a national team as well as, you know, grab an American record. Um, what do you think there, Arian? Yeah, I mean, overall, it was, it was still a good day for her. If you look at from like last year till now, her squat's gone 198 nationals last year, the 195 at Worlds, now 202.5. Bench went 97, 95, now 100. On the 102.5, I'm pretty sure she like grinded through it and locked it out, but got called for something. I'm not sure what it was. And then her total is just kind of stagnant, but it's kind of, uh, you know, not really stagnant just because that big jump for that final uh, deadlift to get that. Um, American record. If she had taken something more conservative, she could have been in the five forties. Um, so good progress on her total as well. So, you know, she continues to, you know, do well in this new weight class and hitting some, you know, weight class PRs and improving the total. And, uh, we'll see what she can do going forward. Um, getting that final delf obviously will help her fill out the total a lot. Mm-hmm. What do you think in there chance? 
Yeah, and uh, I'm pretty sure she did come from Japan to do this competition. So with travel as well, you know, that's something you factor in. Um, I have a uh, a soft spot for my fellow like long limbed uh, deadlift specialists, if you will. Um, so yeah, you know, seeing the the total increase from from worlds and you know with travel and all that kind of stuff, very good, uh, very good showing. Yeah, and um, I think she more than likely will have solidified herself for Team USA, um, but. We'll, we'll get back to that in a second. So also in the 76s, um, Lindsay Rubel coming in second and Megan Hornan coming in third. And uh, Dana was very well ahead in terms of the, the placing. So she wasn't overly pressed. She could pretty much take big jumps if she thought she needed to. In the 84s, we had a little bit of drama here. So Michelle Robbins... Hits 175, misses 182.5, hits it on her second attempt. Michelle Robbins coming into this, a very heavy favorite to, to leave as the national champion. Michelle Robbins with a 120 bench, 122, and then went up to 127.5. It was probably going to be a big ask, was too big of an ask, and ends up missing. This is when things get a little crazy. Aliza Tesler, coached by area now, handled by area now. Is cruising along six for six with PRs across the board, squat and bench. And going into the deadlifts, hits her opening deadlift with 182.5. And Aliza's got a good gap over the bronze medalist if she needs to do something crazy in the polls. Michelle Robbins comes out and 215, my friends, stapled to the floor. If she broke it, she broke it an inch, maybe even less. And it's that, that moment when I was like, Oh my goodness. Aliza might end up taking the national title. This would be a massive turn of events because Michelle coming in, we all had Michelle picked. She is a heavy favorite based on previous performances and could not budge 215. The type of opening pole miss that it looked completely like strength. It wasn't like a bobble up, down, or anything like that that you're going to correct. You don't go to the back and get stronger. You can go to the back and fix something technically. She came back out for her second attempt, and I'm sure Arian is paying attention because he's probably thinking, holy shit, I might have just picked up another national champion. That's pretty good. And Michelle Robbins fought her way in a titanic effort to get that 215 all the way to the top. And hats off to Michelle because I didn't want to write her off, but very few times has somebody come back from a miss like that. And it was all heart and grinding sumo is different. Um, it's a little easier to grind conventional, but grinding sumo, it, you know, it's there's wobbling your, the foot placement. It's very difficult. And she grinded out 215 and ended up with that essentially, um, netting herself that national record. And then on top of that, when I'm thinking, okay, well, that's crazy. You came out and hit that. And it was the grind of your life. You're done. You got the national record went up two and a half more kilos and came out for it. And I'm like, are you, this is crazy. You got the national title by the skin of your teeth, diverted disaster, grinded out to 17.5. This girl, and she looks like 
you would never think she was as fierce as she was. She's a fierce competitor. So hats off to Michelle Robbins. Um, Aliza, though, going nine for nine herself, PRs across the board and ending up with a 485. And um, this is your athlete. So, Arian, I'll let you tell it as well. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Aliza actually didn't see Michelle's opening deadlift, but then she was looking at the scoreboard and saw the miss there. And she's like, Arian, there's, there's a small chance that I might win this. And I was like, yeah, I saw that, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Like, let's just focus on making attempts. And then, yeah, I'm not sure what adjustments Michelle made or what, what was going through her head, but she came back and grinded out that second one. Got it, got it I think, a good lift two to one. And then, yeah, goes up two and a half kilos and executes that one like even cleaner. gets three white lights there. So great on her to um, – she had tried to cut down, I think, in the USAPL, and so she, now she's filling back up to 84s. Um, but it looks like she's been hitting – a couple PRs there and be able to pull off the national title. Maybe she'll fill out the weight class and more now and help get the uh, squat and bench up even more. Um, with Elisa, she signed up with me like three weeks before nationals. So we basically did two weeks of heavy lifting and then tapered and we did the competition. So those PRs are are, are her and her previous coach, Bob Matthews and stuff. So now I'm going to uh, start fresh with her. But yeah, she did great. She moved up to the 84s for this meet hit all PRs, but now we're going to figure out whether she stays 84s or if she wants to go back down to 76s. Yeah, she's got and possibly make some national teams because I know previously she went to the Pan Am games. And um, yeah, she was happy as she was happy as hell. I know you guys are going over the the attempt selection. She was like, here's what I want to do. And she wanted to start very conservative, take huge jumps. And it was like a negotiation. It's crazy listening to uh, coaches and athletes negotiate the, it's like, I want to get you where you want to go, but these are big jobs. But um, hey, Frick, man, it ended up working out. She had said, if I build confidence with my opener, um, my confidence just, just grows from there. And she was confident all damn day. And it probably helps that she didn't see Michelle Robbins's opening dead because if that was me i would have already been drinking champagne and celebrating because if i already hit my opening dead i would have been like well i'm, I'm a national champion i would have you know they held press conferences i would have already been setting up okay i would have been fielding questions i would have been like arian let's go get your suit on um i'm taking you out to the keg we're national champions baby but uh but yeah it, it, so it is better she didn't see because it, it'd almost be heartbreaking to see that comeback <laughs> And uh, in the also, I sh we should also say in the 84s, uh, Whitney DeGraff, um, born in 94, coming in with the bronze medal, also going nine for nine for her day. Uh, did you see this one, Chance? I, I didn't get to see uh, that because I left the next day. So I was only able to watch on stream some. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I think you guys covered it well. Yeah, it was a uh, it, it was dramatic. We didn't we we thought oh one two three nestled no battles no major storylines let's just see them lift should be fun and we ended up seeing some drama anyways as it as it can happen sometimes I'm wondering what the story was there but anyways and in the 84 plus Luella uh, Bowden missing 235 for her third squat hitting 220. Um, getting 100 kilos even for her second bench, missing 105, and then missing 227 and a half. She wanted to pull into the 500-pound club. Ends up with a five, a very respectable 530-kilo total. Um, Marissa Ruland, and, and by the way, Luella, born in 2005, so she's a junior, so she's got a lot of room to grow there as well on that total. Um, 
Marissa Ruland ending with a 410 taking the silver medal and Tasha Kerr taking the bronze medal on body weight. Um, so it's a bit of a battle for that silver medal, but in the end, Tash, Tashel Kerr missing her final pull and, and losing on that on body weight with Marissa just coming in at 88.27. And uh, that rounds out the 84s in the podium for the 84s. Gentlemen, should we talk a little bit about what we think Team USA will look like at the conclusion here? Yeah, um, I think Arian's going to have a good idea of this a little bit more than, than me. I can kind of piece some of them together, but yeah. Yeah, what um, Bill McCarthy sent me is that um, Jessica, Natalie, and Meg hit the Carpino, and then we're assuming that Amanda Lawrence and Bonica Brown will hit at Sheffield, so that's five. So then there's three spots left. The three spots he, he got were Heather has a Carpino of two, and then Chelsea and Dana have a Carpino of 2.33. So he thinks those will be the three that get in. So, yeah, that's where I'm curious about how that works because um, – huh, okay. So, yeah, like dots or points at all doesn't mean anything until it gets to the final tiebreaker, yeah. huh? Okay. I, we think so. Um, because that, because I was curious on that because I asked, you know, specifically on how that would work, but, um, yeah, maybe, maybe I got confused on that. Yeah. And then for, for this, I don't know if Bill included, uh, Megan, since she was a guest lifter, maybe he didn't include her. So I don't know what her Carpino would be, but you can, I guess, go look up the last three worlds for 57s and see where she'd mm -hmm. fall. Because the 57s, even though the monster totals are, are kicking around that were, were floating around, remember in South Africa, the total was 480. It, it went quite a bit down. Now, 480 is still monster total, but we're talking about 495 by both Joy and Jad. But when they battled in South Africa, their totals weren't 495. Um, it's the so last three years too, right? Last three years as well. Yeah. And, and yeah, so Joy's, Joy's previous personal best weren't at Worlds, I don't think, for 57. Like it looks like... When Joy won in 2019, I'm trying to pull it up in Sweden. She did like 432.5. And then in 2021, she did the 480.5. And then 2022, 480.5 as well. Still going to be big. Still going to be pretty freaking big because Joy's a monster. Joy's in the 57s is where the big people, the, the, you got three monsters in there. But um, yeah, it, it looks like that anyways. Uh, so we'll see how we'll have to watch the, the thing is with the women's it's, it's solidified in terms of like with the men's with Sheffield, mm -hmm. we don't know, you know, we don't know, but with the women's, it would be insane for me that Amanda and, and, uh, Bonica don't hit the Carpino. Yeah. 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 But even if they, even if they didn't, they're still going to be up there. Yeah, they'll be in the alternate pool. You're right. To that point, they're going. They're going to Worlds. Yeah, right. Even if they don't hit Carpino, they're going to Worlds. So yeah. then it'll become, um, yeah, it's probably, and this is, we'll give credit to Bill McCarthy in terms of the research, but it's probably along the lines what Bill said, but I'm not sure. But remember to the point for your athlete chance, there's yeah. other national teams that she can, she can be a part of maybe even as a 52. I don't know. So all is not lost in terms of where she might end up doing traveling, getting more experience under the table. Yeah. I mean, um, that that's what I would try and shoot for is like either see if you can get on like NAPF and then 
if you want to go 52s, commit to 52s, or you just pick off a random meet like Arnold UK, go 52s, and then just break the world record total there. And then if you're you like can. showing your potential for I, next year. I, I just have a hard time believing that Car- that isn't Carpino 1, though. Or I'm not Carpino 1. Car- um, one of the higher Carpinos. But, but she's but in the 57s, though. Yeah, she's in the 57s. Yeah, it, but it was also 445. Yeah. I uh, I mean, crunching the numbers. Yeah, I don't know. For for what? For yeah, you, you, yeah, you'd have to crunch the number and see. Yeah. I don't know, because you're right. Um, for the third spot, maybe not the first or the second, but yeah, yeah, interesting because it would be against the third spot, would be Dana and Dana with 435. I know because they only have two years with, with 76. You know, there was, there was the four, there was a 585, uh, with Jess, oh, wow. but then there was because that gives you a lot of that gives you an advantage, then <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how they do that. But it yeah. does look like um, Megan has the GL points on Chelsea and Dana. So if she gets the same, yeah, she was only she was the third highest. Yeah, so if she gets the same two point three three, then she'd be the highest ranking out of Chelsea and Dana and her. So you have to go and check that out. Yeah, you got to go check that out, Playboy, because if she's got the same, yep. she'll she'll win because it'll be the GL points that that break the tie. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, 110, one oh nine point eight or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh yeah, I don't know. Check it out, crunch it. And for anyone listening to the podcast, if you figure this out, chance, I will repost it in the King of Lift stories so that <laughs> everyone here doesn't have a cliffhanger and they're like, fuck me, you guys didn't you're not gonna crunch it right now, <laughs> and we right, won't leave right. a cliffhanger. Um, so there there it'll be if anyone listening to this. But uh yeah, it, we'll see how it all plays out, and hopefully in future years you win nationals, you're good to go. If there's Two and a half months between Sheffield and, and Nationals, and Nationals is mid to early January. We shouldn't have to have Carpinos and involve people. People going to Sheffield have two and a half months. They should be also be able to do Nationals. That yeah. should be that should be a big enough gap. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think? Am I crazy saying that? No, it's good. I mean, the, the turnaround time for this next year will be quicker to get to Nationals. So people that are kind of setting out and not doing anything will have nationals come up a little faster. Yeah. And then after the year after this, I think we, the schedule starts getting resorted to be uh, nationals, regionals being North Americans, Europeans, et cetera, then worlds, then Sheffield. Yeah. If I had to guess, but it won't be this next year coming up. It's going to take a couple of years to straighten out the schedule. So everybody's got to be a stitch patient, but things will work out. Things will work out like they always do. Um, any other notes we should add, fellas, or do you think we covered it pretty well? How how do you think the the meet was run, Ryan? Dude, I had a blast. First yeah. off, um, we did a good job getting commentators. Uh, they brought in like Taylor flown in as I mean he didn't compete, so he literally just flown in to commentate. Lane Norton flat flew in just to commentate and hang out, which is pretty cool. Um, while Bill McCarthy from the podcast is, was back and we were in the booth together and Natalie Richards, which is nice having Natalie in there fresh off of uh, winning. And so my experience in the booth was amazing floating around the hotel. I'll say this. I had a phenomenal time with everybody that was there. Phenomenal time. Shout out to Chrissy. We hung out tons and Mike T. I love mm-hmm. that. Uh, you know, we stayed up as well. 
and the fellas, all the, the usual crew that I hang out with all the time, Ari and Pete, whatever the hell. But I freaking for sure missed having you guys there. Like I felt that, you know, I was there. I said, Hey, yeah, but you weren't there for as long <laughs> as like we were, you know, um, yeah. like you sticking around for the entire Gavin sticking around for the entire Delaney sticking around for the entire Joey. I mean, Russ was there last year, like Joey flex and the whole Amanda Lawrence that she was around for the entire one. Um, it was different. It was different. It was different, dude. It was so different. Like you were at the barbecue, you were out for the restaurants. We didn't hang out, hang out this time. Like I seen you there. You're right. And I do appreciate being able to see you and shoot the shit, which is awesome. But there wasn't quite when we were going out, we went out like, huge crews yeah. of of like everybody and a lot of people are at Sheffield or like even not even just the athletes but the coaches as well so i was appreciative of the people who were there but i did miss i i miss some people even even like like Brandon Petrie and them showed up last year mm-hmm. look yeah. i saw Austin Perkins for a brief moment though yeah and um he was he was around and he came up and he fist bumped me right before i went live on there i'm like holy fuck Austin. And, and he was like, my bit, but like, we got to get a picture afterwards. Like I got to see you. But then at the end, I didn't see him afterwards. And I never, never saw him again. And I'm so grateful. My man came up and gave me a fist bump. Cause I didn't know at that moment, I wasn't going to see him again, but, um, that's tough. I wanted to see more people. So that's another reason why, and that's, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only person why I hopefully Sheffield is, is moved. And just like everyone just being there, like not even just for the performance was yes, for the performances, but everyone who shows up at the event, I'm sure all the other people lifting want to see the big stars there as well and hang out with them. And I want to see like my friends back, you know what I mean? So hopefully next year, can you imagine PA Nats with all the 93s? Crazy, crazy. And then we all hang out, whatnot, and whatever. I mean, it's going to be like, you know, you think of these battles, right? It's going to be all these same battles, just so many other weight classes, everything stacked. Yeah, they're going to need to, you know, because this meet, they separated into three days. They really could have done it in, you know, maybe one or two, right? Yeah, it would have sucked doing it in one, I'll tell you that. Let's do it at least over two. Don't get we could do, no, we could do USAPL five platform nationals. Oh, uh, get it done in one session uh-huh. it's just one session right across four <laughs> platforms going on um but yeah it's not going to be this way next year hopefully hopefully everybody's back i was gonna say uh i pulled up the gl points because chance was talking about how high his lifter was uh, i didn't realize that the on the female side the third best lifter was meg scanlon second best was jessica espinal and the best lifter was natalie richards and on the men's side the third best was was Sean Jin. Second best was Brian Lee, and the best lifter was actually Deuce Gruden. Oh, mm-hmm. no shit. Well then, so Deuce won his weight class and one best lifter. Damn. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm assuming Deuce knows that. Uh, I don't know if he was there for the uh, awards or not, or someone picked it up. I'm gonna slide in his DMs and let him know. Yeah. Rig, man. I mean. You know, and, and still, I still stand by what I said about both those guys doing exactly the right move for the position they ended up being in by the time deadlifts rolled around. Um, you know, it is what it is. I think, I think to go to the world championships, I know how much you put esteem on the world championships chance. If it's right there, 
You do, even yeah. if it's best lifter on the line, but it's the world championships. And let me tell you something. If you could totally 25.5, you can win world championships. And I don't got to tell you how cool it is to win the world championships. Yeah, You know all about both. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, yeah. Good discussion. Is there any more you, you fellas think? That's it. We'll uh, see you guys at Sheffield. Yeah. That's it. We're going to do We're We're all going to Sheffield. Yeah. Damn, I just realized, yeah, we're all going to reunite. I'll see you guys in three weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you going to be there the whole week before, right? The I fly Wednesday, in, Thursday, Friday? I, w- I fly in Wednesday. I'll be there Thursday, Friday, um, obviously Saturday. And then Sunday, we'll be doing a damn thing. Dude, we're going to... Damn chance. The banquet, damn. the banquet's crazy. Oh, Everything afterwards, yeah. Lord, am I going to have a good time? <laughs> Um, and we'll be doing interviews and stuff. I'll be doing interviews like leading into both for King of the Lifts and for SBD. It's going to be amazing. And the I and Iron Culture is going to be there. Eric Helms and Omar are going to be there, uh, doing interviews. And we're going to kind of tag team some of these interviews. And I think we're going to split on some equipment and everything's going to be awesome. It's going to be good. That's we're going to capitalize. Um, so, anyways, all right. Until next time, please, everybody on every platform you're listening to, to subscribe. Um, give us high ratings. It's appreciated. Tag us if you like, and we'll hit you back. And until next time, six pack lap it at six up, and we are out. <laughs>